Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just got home from South Carolina, had a great time there in Columbia, Living Waters. Had quite a few services, uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. People were so receptive. Had cool miracles, too. They're so excited about the coming of the Lord. Hey, if you're anywhere near Atlanta, Georgia this weekend and next week, we'll be in Peachtree City. And we'll be at Grace Point Church Monday through Friday, morning and night. But it'll be with uh, Ross Roberts. It'll be uh, Joey Roberts. Uh, Pastor Scott Webb. We'll have such a great time. Cindy Black, man, and probably be some people that are surprises. Those are some of the funnest meetings ever because you never know who's going to speak and we just see what the Lord wants to do. But he loves to strengthen His people with His Word. So here at the end of today's update, we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war because the rapture is signless, but the second coming has tons of signs. So the whole purpose of this is what Paul said Thessalonians said, I'm writing to you about the rapture of the church so you'll be happy and hopeful and comforted. So we don't get into this as an escape theology. We get into this as a hustle theology. And there's something about knowing Jesus is coming soon. It makes your priorities start getting straightened out. If you thought he was coming tomorrow, you'd live totally different tonight. So I often say this, you know, people go, well, why do you need to get into end times? Tell a quarterback at the end of a football game to not look at the play clock. No, he looks at the play clock to know how much time he has to see the urgency that he has. The church has to get that kind of mindset because we have a lot to do in a very short period of time. You talk about a two-minute warning. This is the ultimate two-minute warning. So we should know this. Just like when Jesus walked into town, the demons cried out, have you come to torment us before the time? And uh, I love it. Instant submission when Jesus just walks in before he even says a word. Well, see, they knew Jesus was on a schedule and they knew he was early. So if demons can know the schedule, how much more the church? So let's look at some things that have happened all around Israel and a little bit with Iran, a little bit with Turkey and a little bit with China that literally, in our face, point to the king coming back. Wow, one thing after another. Let's start with Israel first. We'll talk about the Temple Mount. A delegation of uh, uh, men came down from Jordan to the Temple Mount because, see, the Jordanians technically have control over the Temple Mount. Well, they were detained by, by the Israeli police. And, boy, that freaked everybody out because they keep thinking Israel's trying to change the status quo. And then you had the United States government come out saying, uh, you, Israel, you can't change the status quo. All they're doing is uh, literally uh, operating where they're supposed to. Could you imagine Americans not being able to go to the Capitol in Washington, D.C.? That's how stupid it is. Israelis can't even go up there. So they just slowed them down, and the Jordanian delegation went crazy. The Jordanians are trying to keep Hamas and the Palestinians from getting control over the Temple Mount. And I'll just tell you, no one's going to get control over the Temple Mount. That's going to be the biggest war the world has ever seen over that small piece of real estate. Remember, Jesus said Jerusalem would be a cup of trembling for all nations. If you live west of Jerusalem, you read left to right. If you live east of Jerusalem, you read right to left. Everything revolves around Jerusalem. Wow. Why? That's the capital. That's where Jesus is going to reign forever. So huge thing about the Temple Mount this week. I do like that the police stood up to them, didn't just allow them to go right up like that. Uh, Israeli Defense Force Chief, outgoing man, uh, Lahavi, pretty amazing what he said this last week. Now he's turning over to a new, a new chief there for the Israeli Defense Forces. And he said there's a three-pronged attack that Israel will have to do to Iran. He systematically talked about all three of those. I think it's intriguing that he's doing this, leaking it to the press so that Iran's Revolutionary Guard can find out that Israel's got things all set up. He made it sound like it'd be so easy because this is what he said in the middle of the three-pronged attacks he talked about. He talked about different ways to get to it. 
He said Iran right now has enough fissile material to make four nuclear bombs. And then you talk about one group over here that says Iran doesn't have it. Well, Israeli Defense Force says they got four, enough fissile material for four nuclear bombs. So uh, something has to be done to slow them down. At least in the last two weeks, they haven't tried to haul missiles down into Damascus like they have almost every single week. There's a lot going on there with the uprest there. You've got the rest of the nations coming against Iran because they won't allow any peaceful protests. Iran's killing people around any kind of opposition they have to what they're doing. But the Iranian people don't want to think like this. It's Iran's crazy regime that says we have to annihilate Israel. So with that, you've got the, the Russian-Ukraine war, which so much stuff happened in the last couple of days. You had a massive missile strike on a, a condominium area. had no military purpose whatsoever. And listen, Russia knows exactly where they're firing their missiles. So with that, you've got NATO moving more troops on the border. You've got, you've got England, the UK, hauling heavy tanks there to fight. When Putin saw that heavy tanks were coming, he said, it's going to be the worst thing you ever did because I'm going to go ballistic. So Putin backs it up with all this weird stuff. And some really interesting articles have come out this week about Putin, like like he's got cancer and he's getting ready to retire. But you know what he touted right then when they talked about bringing those tanks over from the UK? He said what happened was they, are, they have the Poseidon missiles, the Poseidon absolute torpedoes, ready with nuclear warheads this last week. First time ever. He talked about those uh, torpedoes that are along with those submarines that are on the coast of America uh, that have those uh, supersonic missiles, 9,000 miles an hour. Now the Poseidon missiles. It said it starts a shockwave that will take out all the coastal cities within thousands of miles of where that one bomb goes off. So he's uh, touting that because he look, looks weakened. So he's basically saying, I mean, I've got more guns to come with you here. So it's a real interesting time right now how that all these other nations are saying, okay, let's make peace with them. And then you got China saying, we're about to go into Taiwan. China's uh, economic indicators are horrible the first time in 60 years. Their population is on the decline the first time in 60 years. So there's a lot of ramifications from that. But I still look at what Turkey's doing. Turkey's literally meeting with overseers of uh, foreign ministers from Russia and foreign ministers uh, from Syria this week because they're trying to figure out how to get America out of Syria and Iraq. So there's a lot of players at play here because the Ezekiel 38 war is getting ready to happen. So Jesus said, when you see these things, lift up your head. Your redemption draws nigh. So get excited. He doesn't want you downtrodden. So all of this end time information is so that we'll be happy and hopeful and that we know how much the Lord loves us. He wants to bless you. He wants to strengthen you because we have a lot to do in a short period. So we'll pick up what's happened around Israel this next week. But let's talk about the signs. We get into it every week. This is what's so blatant, so clear, so concise. You've got Israel regathered in our lifetime. Jerusalem won back in 1967. Jesus said the group of people or the generation that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. So how amazing is that? And after that, you've got the Hebrew language restored. No other language has ever been lost like that and recovered, ever. Ever. You should Google that. It's amazing. It's a miracle. 120 years ago, no one spoke Hebrew. Now they all speak Hebrew. You have the revival of the Roman Empire. Wow, the Capitol building is identical to, to uh, the Tower of Babel uh, there in Strasbourg, France. Crazy. You've got uh, Emmanuel Macron doing some interesting stuff, doing things that are similar to what the Antichrist is going to do. Uh, very unusual. You have the fertility of the land of Israel. You have all these things that are set up that the Bible said you'd see just before the coming of the Lord. You had uh, fish show up in the Dead Sea this last year. That was prophesied. 2,700 years ago came to pass last year. And even then you had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was this last year and it happened on the Day of Atonement. So you've got more than that. You've got foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You've got 172 different species of predatory birds start showing up in the land. Freak this Israeli ornithologist out. So it's wild seeing the animal
animals in position. I mean, <laughs> that is pretty crazy when you have one group after another. Then you have Jacob's 20,000 lineage of sheep show up a few weeks ago. You have the uh, red heifers ready. So all these different groups, uh, whether it be birds, whether it be fish, uh, the Temple Mount Institute has everything ready to start having sacrifices. I love that the police told them you may be able to go up on the Temple Mount and have sacrifices at Passover. So uh, that will be interesting that all heck is going to break loose if they do that in April. So it'll be fun to see what happens there. So all these signs, men will be lovers themselves. You have selfie sticks. You have the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You had Bishop Malachi in 1129 AD had a vision of all the popes that would be on the earth with their coat of arms. He had, saw 114. The one we have right now is 114th, uh, the History Channel, this was on the History Channel, it said that's statistically impossible to get 114 out of 114. Only a God can do that. That's exactly right. It's our dad. So all of these signs, one after another, blatant. There's many more we forget about, but it's blatant, 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 sign, sign, sign. Why? We're close. Uh, I hear people go, well, can you really tell we're close? Uh, how many signs do you need? We have like 79 in our book. So it's a lot of signs. So then you go from signs to signals. Uh, Genesis said that the planets would be for signals to us. It didn't say signs there, it said signals. Psalm says the same thing as well. So you had Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus come together, the birth of Jesus. We call that the Bethlehem star 2,000 years ago. This last year, 2,000 years later, you have the Bethlehem star again. You have Regulus do a retrograde motion, form a crown, crowned Jupiter right there at the birth of Jesus. At his birth, the constellation was Virgo. This last year, his constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. But then you had blood red moons. I mean, four in a row. Uh, uh, how often do you have that? I mean, that's pretty radical on Passover and Tabernacles. NASA calls that a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. Uh, 1948 when Israel was made a nation. 1492 at the end of expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So on remarkable events happening with Israel, you had blood red moons. So you got the heavens signal it. You have the earth uh, showing us things. If I got into everything that happened right now, even that Chevron yesterday found out there's a massive uh, a, a bit of oil and gas right off the border of Egypt. Really, it's probably end up going to be in a, end up being closer to Israel. So all these things one after another show us how close we are. So what do we do? You help your local church, help your local pastor. Uh, be involved, be engaged. This is not the time to back away. This is time to get excited. We should be so joyful right now more than ever before because we're about to see the King. Can you imagine all of a sudden we're raptured, we're caught up right there at the throne of God. We see the rainbow. We see the Father, hear His voice thundering throughout all eternity. And then we come back with Jesus at the second coming. So, wow. Amazing what's getting ready to happen. Uh, the consummation of the church age and the fulfillment of the great things that are going to happen with the King coming back to the earth to stop war. Every movie you see where the hero comes in at the end and stops war, that's Jesus coming in at the second coming of Christ. Wow. Amazing. We'll be right there behind Him. So, let's come back next week. We'll pick up with probably what's happened. It won't surprise me at that Damascus gets a little bit more involved because I didn't talk to all about that. A little bit more with Damascus. Very many things happening all at once pointing to he's about to come back. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.